It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Friday, January 26th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Good show today. We've got Miles in the house. We're going to go down the Reddit hole in addition to talking all-stars and recapping the game against Minnesota as well as looking ahead to the Celtics tomorrow. How you doing, Miles? Doing good. Awesome. Glad it's Friday. Yes, me too. Friday is definitely my third favorite day of the week. So, you know. Whoa, what are the first two? Well, you know, I got to go with Saturday, number one. Absolutely. Um, And then... Sunday might be my second favorite day. Sundays are great. You know, yeah. they're just lazy and and uh Is Monday you, the least favorite? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean I, I wanna I don't wanna be cliche and mm-hmm. say, you know, like like maybe I don't like Wednesdays. No, I like Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays are better than Mondays. Tuesdays might be sometimes worse than Monday because you're in that like Oh, I still have most of the week left. I'm fucking tired. Like, I have no scientific evidence to back this up, but I'm pretty sure there's like, like, seventy five percent of the of the Tuesdays that have ever existed, it's been like cold or raining. Yeah, this Tuesday was no different. I did not enjoy this Tuesday. Like Tuesday is always like, no matter what happens, it's it's just not pleasant. Yeah, but sun's out in the Bay Area today, and we're enjoying it. And uh, we want to get right on to this uh, min- this Minnesota game. This game was really, really fun to watch. Wire-to-wire win for the Warriors, but the Jimmy Butler-less Timberwolves made it interesting and, you know, stayed in even though, I mean, we're, do- we're talking about a barrage. I mean, 21 three-pointers, uh, 50-plus shooting from three and from the field. You, uh, what are you going to do with this team? And they only lost by 13. Yeah, I mean, considering... Wiggins went four for 18. Yeah, he was bad. Goodness gracious. I mean, heck, even if just four more of his shots go in and he goes eight to 18, which is not even 50%. They're in the game. They're in the game again. Yeah. So, yeah. so think, you know, what if they did have Jimmy Butler in this game? You know, they're just trying to be safe with him in that, uh, I believe it's a knee injury. Why do I want? No, no, that was Chris Stapps who had the knee injury. I can't remember what injury Jimmy Butler had, but they're trying to keep him, you know, keep him safe and, and, and make sure that also he'll be able to play the all-star game, which is going to be very exciting. I think he's on Team Steph, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. Along with Big Cat. Ah, oh, it's going to be great. I think LeBron has, like, the... And not not that we're going to... We're not going to get off 
the rails into this, but I think LeBron has Oh, we can absolutely get off the rails into this because, yeah, I mean, this was a pretty routine Warriors win. Uh, Kevin Durant with a triple-double. Everybody was knocking down threes, and the defense was locked in when it needed to be locked in. You know, I mean, that's all she wrote about this game. You know, what's really fun is talking about All-Stars. So I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it was like just judging from both the, you know, the actual tape and then the box scores, like, this was, I think, the epitome of sort of the clash of kind of the two competing styles of play that we've seen. Like, yeah. 16 more points in the paint for Minnesota, but you had 48, 48. <laughs> yeah. 48 to 15 fast break point advantage for the Warriors. How many threes they had? How many threes they had? 21. 21. 21 threes. 21, 21, 21. Yes. I mean... It's a beautiful number. It's just... Clay Thompson, 7 of 9 from 3. Amazing. And, Steph Curry, 5 of 9. And again, watching the game... The Warriors never. There were no lead changes, so the Warriors never trailed, and the game was only tied twi- twice. You know, I just if you can't outgun this team, and you also can't like muck it up in the paint and slow it down, I I don't know what you're supposed to do. I really don't That's know what idea. you're supposed to do. That's definitely the idea. You know, I think that they're closing the gap. Teams are closing the gap. Like Houston can run with the Warriors. The Celtics can muck it up in the paint. And they have both taken Celtics defense I mean or Celtics offense rather has been bad recently. Yeah, the Celtics like, offense hasn't been like good. an offense. Like, you know, they have to be better at offense if they're gonna compete, but they don't have to face the Warriors until the finals if that happens at all. So it's not really like it matters. But this game coming up against the Celtics, they're gonna have to definitely be better at Oracle. I mean, you know, they're gonna have to really bring it. But I do wanna say uh, a little bit about these the Bay uh, Chinese Heritage jerseys. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts, man. Um, what, do, what do you think about these bright yellow uh, monster uh, uh, Bay Wind Monster duds with the with the with the Bay on them? So I like them. I heard, or I sh- should say, I read uh, someone on Twitter complaining that, or or not complaining, but they, they were saying that from close up they were fine enough, but that from far away in the stands, I guess they look like onesies <laughs> which is i never had even considered that i think they're fine um they are certainly uh, in the upper half of like the nike jerseys which i found like really hit or miss yeah like yeah. some are really good and some are just like why who why yeah well, what about those okc jerseys i know you were watching the game last night and yes those, i was <laughs> <laughs> those gray monstrosities like or like memphis the one yeah the, the mark the, the the mlk day yeah ones, i thought like even with the design they're like, so being, plain like, but they're classy. but i got the point right mm-hmm, and and i mm-hmm. thought the idea was cool but even like the the lime green or the neon green like Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota ones, ones, they're awful. Are, yeah, they're pretty bright. And I think that this color, this particular yellow, is just close enough to a regular yellow that it doesn't hurt the eyes. But it could be like I mean, if it were a little bit more fluorescent, like I wouldn't like these jerseys. Like it's just fluorescent enough that I can still like them. Like I and I think, or I would imagine, if you're working the design team at at Nike. Part of the point is like it's not a coincidence that the Warriors have among the busier jerseys yeah. right in the league, right? I think the jerseys are supposed to be kind of reflective of mm-hmm. not just the team but like the city that that Absolutely. The team, like, we love our bridges. We love our bridges. The bridges, y'all. I mean all of the like street art and graffiti that's here like I think 
the Bay is like such a vibrant place. It is not surprising that the jerseys are also really vibrant. colorful. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't surprise me in a way that like I wouldn't. I would or in a way that I would expect like a Detroit Pistons jersey to be like a little more muted. Yeah. And now uh, that the, plays uh, into they, like they, stereotypes. Yeah, but they, they did have that teal era. That was pretty grand with the with the the pistons, the actual engine pistons. But see, that's different though, because the nineties, everybody was like, let's just throw like cartoons on yeah. the jerseys. Like think about the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the Toronto Raptors jerseys. Yeah. I mean, it was re- literally like let's just. Like, that's where Thunder came from, and not not the Oklahoma City Thunder, but our Thunder, our special Thunder. He actually came to my middle school when I was a kid and dunked over my principal. <laughs> It was really cool. I, I loved Thunder. I, you know, and when the Oklahoma City, you know, became the Thunder and we had to get rid of our mascot, it was really sad. But the the duds were ugly, mostly. So, you know, they represented Oakland, but they were ugly. But one thing that they did right, I will say, is that the All-Star games that happened, I'm not sure what the last date they started doing this, but it definitely took place in the 90s. Each person wore their individual team jerseys. It was ridiculous to look that. at but it like was ridiculous. It was <laughs> there ridiculous. were like seven yeah. and eight different because colors whenever the, the lakers were playing they didn't wear their sunday whites they wore yellow so you had all these people in white and then one or two or three people in yellow and it's like this doesn't make any goddamn sense you had a uh, red michael jordan next to like this bright blue like next player yeah. <laughs> it was, it's great and they should do that yeah again all right so we have to take a quick break for sponsors we'll be right back is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDW, we get that migrating your business to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDW's experts can help you simplify the transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Tech. And we're back, and we're going to go down the Reddit hole, and we're going to start with Redditor Incase Ace, who uh, posted a story, not a story, a video, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, you know, saying it's cool to get selected to Team LeBron, but he thought he got picked last and didn't realize that the list was in alphabetical order. That's hilarious. Uh, and this came uh, after, I believe, the game against your Washington Wizards. It's very clear that Russ is one of the people that this was not televised for, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's like that's very clear, isn't yeah. it? That, that he is one of the re- people who would have gotten very upset had he but been But her... Well, he's probably upset that he... And I love Russ, but... Start, like, you know? Oh, I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure he's upset about that. You know, he wouldn't verbalize that, but yeah, you know, he's... Well, and Paul George has pretty much said that, and that he has kind of, like, every right to be, which I don't know, like, who, you put him in right. ahead of you Steph. Put, yeah, you put him in, and then you take somebody out. That's the thing. Who are you taking off, Steph or Harden? Both players have been better than Westbrook this year. 
And if and if you're saying it's Steph because he's uh, missed, missed more time, yeah. that's fine. But okay, then does that does that make Russell your captain? Because Steph was the captain, right? Yeah. So like, you'd think he right. has to be a starter, right? right? So that's fine. Yeah, but you, you know, it. fan vote. Yeah, fan vote. I mean, may and maybe the issue then is that there are too many different moving parts in this. I don't know. Like to me, to have the fan vote, the media vote, and uh, the players within it vote just for the starters, and then have just the coaches vote for the I mean it's a lot of it's very convoluted and then, and then they don't and, televise and it. then they don't televise the actual like team construction yeah. process that we got to know all about the voting but we Steph didn't and LeBron voting. to their credit both seemed to think that it should have been televised and that it was pretty silly that they had to do it in that subterfuge way when it they was, were talking to Ernie Johnson on TNT them two John Wall who else has said it was that it should have been. There were a few players that were like, yeah, this should definitely be televised. Yeah, I th- oh, um, former players, definitely Jalen Rose thinks it's really stupid that it's not being televised. And uh, But I'm saying even current like guys who would have been, like John Wall was like, yeah, this should definitely be televised. Yeah, yeah. It would have been more fun. And maybe they'll do that next year, you know. It, it's, it's really just like, these guys are all-stars. They're the 24 best players in the league, according to all of the people who care about the NBA. And you made the list... Be happy. If you're the last person on the list, be happy. It's also, it's not even like it's baseball, right? Like, baseball's all-star game actually has some implication later on in the season. Because Which is so dumb. I hate that. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. We, we could spend literally an entire week's worth of podcasts on, like, stupid baseball things. But <laughs> at least, like, the, the, the NBA all-star game literally is of no consequence. Like, yeah. it is it is an exhibition game. Like, I, I kind of don't even get why we do it, right? Yeah. Like, it is, it is like an entertainment thing. Yeah. But now, now they got some skin in the game, though. They got some, you know, it's Team LeBron versus Team Steph, a but little bit just, more fun. It's like pride. I mean, like, and, and it, it's pride. And these guys are like, well, I don't know. Let me not. <laughs> Let you not what? I would be surprised, like, if there weren't other incentives that people were doing on the side. Like, oh, yeah, 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 like sure. these guys are sure. batting on these games, and they're like, I mean, not like anything like, you know, super criminal or whatever, but yeah. like, you know, 10 stacks as I put up 30, like, on LeBron or something. I mean, like, like... Yeah. You know Chuck is betting on these games. <laughs> like, Come so on. it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, so your Thunder, uh, your your yeah. Wizards I were playing the Thunder. Mike. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Russ with 46 points, including a couple of dagger threes at the end of the game. It's pretty good, I guess. It, it, was, it was pretty good. Like, he was so out of control but under control that it, it's like, if, if this is like peak Russ, and I don't know how many turnovers he had, so that is definitely a caveat because we excuse Russ's turnovers a lot of the time. But... Peak Russ is pretty good. Six turnovers. Six turnovers. That's a lot. That's a ton. But, um... But, I mean, no, not... I mean, yes, he had 46. I was going to say Brad Beal and John Wall had five apiece. Damn! Cortot Morris had three apiece. I mean, like... (sighs) 23 turnovers for the game for you guys, yeah? Which I think ties a season record. It's one that we... For for sure we have met before because I remember Rage tweeting about it when it happened. Um... (laughs) It's just, I mean, I don't even know what you say anymore at this point. Like, I, I genuinely, and maybe it was in a, a moment of, like, you know, uh, me taking this too seriously or whatever, but I was like, just just everybody but, like, Porter and Oubre is, is up for, like, just fire sale this team, right? Yeah. Like, I love John Wall's game. I really do. I think he is, if not the best point guard in the East, I think he's number two. Word. Behind um, Kyrie. 
Yeah, behind Kyrie. I mean, and, and no, no. And, and, like, I don't know. Kyle Lowry's up there. I think he's better than Kyle Lowry. I agree. I think he's... To be honest, like, a healthy John Wall, which he has not been this year, hmm. like, he has played. And, like, if you're out there, you are expected to perform. But just, like, if we're watching, if we're being honest, like, he's not the same John Wall that he was last year. And part of it's because he got injured and was banged up yeah. a lot at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah, he but actually went John last Wall, in my mock draft last... Uh, Tuesday for, for the All Star game. I yeah. didn't think he was gonna make it. Yeah, like it, like once once I saw um, Candace Buckner tweet that that Beal had made it, I was like, oh well, there there's no way John gets in because for whatever reason we've just decided that Beal has had a better season. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely been better scoring the basketball. Yeah, and he hasn't been injured. John Wall um, was out for about what 10, 12 games. Yeah, injury? he's he missed a significant amount of time at the beginning of the season. Beal Beal has shot the ball better. But that's it. John has been better defensively. He's yeah. been be- a better facilitator. He, uh, when he is out, Gortat is much worse than mm. when uh, he makes the players around him better. Yeah, in a way so that clear. in a way, yeah. way that Beal. I mean, that's even before we get to Beal's issues in the fourth quarter. Which again, none of that has to do with last night's game because it was over basically before it started. I was telling one of my friends I turned the game off at twenty nine twenty two. Thunder, because at that point, the Thunder had 24 points in the paint to our 22 points total. And at that point, I was like, this game is over, right? Because, like, the the interior defense has always been bad for Washington this season, right? Yeah. It's not an option for it to be bad against a team with both Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook on it. You right. have one guy who is just an absolute vacuum when it comes to offensive rebounds. <laughs> just everything. Like, literally a black hole in the paint. And then one guy who, I mean, one of the best rim attackers ever, mm. maybe? Like, I, you have to have somebody in the middle, even if it's not going to be, like, a gaudy rim protector, like a Thon Maker or, like, a Montrez Harrell. You don't even, or, like, a DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. I just want somebody to stand there and make it <laughs> difficult, you know? Like, somebody, like, Markeith Morris has just, I don't know what it is, like, like, if you were just reading, like, quotes and, like, anecdotal stuff about... He's he's perfect. He mm-hmm. is, like, this, uh, you know, prototypical, like, Anthony Mason type guy. He is very... Like, all the, the stupid, the nonsense between J.J. Beret and John Wall that happened last week. <laughs> it was... J.J. To- Beret would be getting up in people's faces, though. Yeah, well, so that's the first thing. I don't get how this is being framed. Like, first of all, let me also say that unequivocally, like... John's like word choice there is like some. What did he say? Well, he he, I think he called him like a like a A midget. Yeah. Oh. That's that's some ableist like nonsense and like totally like not tolerated. Yeah. I do think it's odd though that we're just ignoring the fact that Beret hit him in the head first and like that the the beginning of the of the altercation seemed to be on the floor like it wasn't as if he just I mean again not that it matters but like for him to have called him that totally out of the blue without anything you know preceding that i think would be odd i think it's an important piece of context but like that that whole thing happened and you know i wouldn't be surprised if or i wouldn't you know hold it against any player i was like i'm not getting involved in that and markeith morris was right there like nah like don't talk about my guy Like, (laughs) like these guys like for all of the talk that they like don't like each other and you know i don't know they're there maybe is something there. Like, because I don't, I don't get why 
the chemistry on the floor looks like it does. And you like yeah, maybe they just maybe they just don't like each other. Yeah, yeah. but but like for all is, of is that the, a character thing with the team's players or you know? I mean, I don't know. Like like for, for such a long time, like the last couple of years, so much has been made of like do John and Brad like each other, which I I get it because partly because sports are so narrative driven, and also because we see like with the Splash Brothers with. The poor man Splash Brothers and Dame and CJ McCollum yeah, they in Portland like each other. You know, yeah. like you you've got like these backcourts kind of tandems and other other tandems throughout the league that like are on some like super friends type thing. And yeah. it starts with LeBron and Wade. Like they are like the yeah. pinnacle of that. But yeah, so Dray- it makes Draymond sense. and Kevin Durant actually seem to be like really buddy buddies. Buzzy bosom buddies. So buzzy it makes buddies. sense that I mean even though it's, to me, like, not the best question for yeah. a sports writer to ask. It makes sense that you would be like, are y'all are y'all cool with each other? And yeah. they keep saying, yeah, they are, yeah, they are, yeah, they are. Yeah. But then you look on the floor and they just look... The chemistry is a little off. Yeah, it's, it's not off. anything, like, really glaring, but it's yeah. just a twinkle. Uh, so, speaking of Kevin Durant, he uh, said, well, somebody finally picked me number one. And Blazers Twitter, Blazers Twitter is on fire all the time. If y'all don't know, follow the Blazers on Twitter. They simply said, our bad. That's from Redditor Mo Dallas with two Zs. And I really hope Kevin Durant is okay. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, he seems to really harp on, I mean, like, you are on the precipice, probably, unless something really of being a top ten happens. greatest player of all time, right? I was just gonna say of winning your back to back title after oh, yeah. winning Finals MVP last year. Why on earth do you care if the Blazers passed over you? Yeah, right. Like it's just like what I mean, is... I get it, and I got it up until you went to the Warriors. Sometimes the, ring, the like... underdog doesn't really feel like once they get to being, you know, the dog. They can't but also, like, he was never really, like, the underdog, right? Like, it wasn't like he was totally overlooked at Texas before. Like, yes, True. he, sh- he should have gone number one, he right? Should. But he wasn't going to go three. It was like, and so you had some people, namely in the Blazers organization, who, for whatever reason, thought Odin was a better choice. Like, we've yeah. all, like, mocked and ridiculed him for it. Yeah, and, and I get mocking me and mocking and themselves. Yeah, and I get yeah. me mocking the Blazers. I get the rest of us, but... Kevin Durant with the millions of dollars and the finals MVP and the rings and the shoe deals and I don't know. Yeah. All right, moving on. I'm a Russell Westbrook says uh, he he posted a video of Draymond Green. He got hit and fell and his elbow just kind of like exploded. I think I owe the Warriors medical staff an apology because I had been kind of alluding to the fact that all of these injuries were fake and then I saw Draymond's elbow. Yeah. And I was like, there's no faking that. No. Because that looks like you have a potato. (laughs) It's disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting and I don't really know how. I really hope he's okay. Yeah, but definitely look that up because that's uh, it's it's like a modern modern marvel and he's out there playing and and shooting and, and you know, trying to trying to win the game with that disgusting like. I type growth. in Draymond elbow, and the first thing that comes up it autocorrects to Draymond elbowed Beal. Uh, because if you, well. <laughs> <laughs> because of course, because of course. Oh yeah, there was a there was that moment in this game where Bealitza. Uh, what Curry lost his dribble, lost the ball, but then blocked out Bielitsa to like avoid the travel, and then Kevin Durant came and picked up the ball. It was so awesome. He just like basically boxed him out from the ball without fouling him because he 
couldn't touch the ball again because it would have been a travel if he did. And it was just heady basketball right there. And I'm happy that it happened to Bielitsa because Bielitsa's been getting in people's faces. And, you know, he needed a little guy to teach him what's what just then. Now, is he who got into it with Aaron Aflalo? Yeah. 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 And Aflalo threw the first punch. He did. He missed. Yeah. It was a swinging, awful haymaker. Yeah, he threw and missed. Uh, And then uh, Bielitsa put him in a headlock. It was great. One of my favorite things about Bielitsa is, like, how... If you if you watch a Wolves game and they're playing, like, the Clippers or, like, the Knicks, how just horrendously either Ralph Lawler in L.A. or Clyde Frazier in New York butcher... I mean, I've heard everything from Bahelica <laughs> to Bielasa. I mean, it's just, like... You would think that so. they have like pronunciation guides yeah. for the people on TV. Yeah, like, yeah, Walt Clyde Frazier. He, does not care. He, he Walt, care. I'm telling you, Walt does not care. He's out there. All he cares like, about is his clothes and making sure that, oh my God, the suit he was wearing on Tuesday night. My sweet if boy. I was If I was Walt Frazier and I was that fly in the 70s for that long, <laughs> <laughs> in the 70s for that long, and I was like New York royalty and I was calling the games, I don't think I would care what someone's name was pretty i mean like maybe i would because i wanted to do a good job but like you know (laughs) true true very true all right well we have to move on to the celtics and the warriors coming up tomorrow on abc saturday prime time but first i want to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart and that's mybookie.ag hey guys The big game is here, and it's time to cash in big and bet the game at mybookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect weekend to get into the action. Have a hunch on who's going to win the coin toss or what color Gatorade the winning coach will be wearing? Log on now, check out the props, and get in on the action. Don't just watch the game. Lay down some money and be a part of it. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting at mybookie.ag. MyBookie is the industry-leading online sportsbook, and its players enjoy the fastest payouts in the business when they win. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me and our listeners. That's why I urge you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay, without any hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place a bet after kickoff. Join now and score free cash to place your Super Bowl wager on the house. Right now, MyBookie is giving up to $1,000 to every new player. Sign up today and score an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right. If you join with $100, you'll get $150 bankroll to play with. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate offer. Play. Win. Get paid. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. 
Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. And we're back to my regular sounding voice and also Miles to talk about the Celtics and the Warriors coming up tomorrow. This is going to be a really, really good game. The Celtics are looking healthy, but they have been floundering. They lost four in a row. Did they did they win one or are they still on that losing streak? They actually are on a one game win streak because they, they just beat the Clippers. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, right. that was that game was on ESPN. That was a good game. Yeah, but before then they were they had lost four straight, uh, starting with an overtime loss against the Pelicans. So Boston has been also fantastic game. Anthony yeah, they, Davis had forty five in that game. That was great. Man, I watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be sad when the season's over. It is gonna be sad, but you'll have baseball, which you know I won't really have. Uh, if y'all don't know, I keep a I keep a running tally of which sports are my favorite, and baseball has fallen to maybe sixth uh, behind. Obviously, basketball is number one. Uh, NFL football is number two. I love tennis. I love watching tennis, and then of course uh, European soccer and just soccer in general is really fun to watch. Not MLS because MLS is garbage. Argue with me. I will argue with you about this. Uh, and then maybe MMA in the fifth spot, and then baseball. So I'm sorry, baseball. I still love my A's. Like, the A's are still my second favorite team behind the Warriors, but baseball in general, you know. I mean, you are literally wearing an A's crew neck right now. Oh, oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes, uh, love my A's. But uh, my baseball is, is... That's how you know it's authentic. If you're, like, willing to be like, yeah, I don't really bang with baseball like that as you're wearing... The town. It's the town, man. Yeah. Town business. Town I, I business. I respect that. Uh, and we're talking about a different green team now. We're talking about the Celtics, whose offense has been absolutely atrocious. Uh, but their Oof. defense is still... Uh, their their field goal percentage defense is still best in the league. Are we, are we calling it atrocious? Is it that bad? I mean, they, they the, okay, the offense was mediocre throughout the season, and they were winning games, and now they're losing games, and okay. so I'm going to go with atrocious because it's not their defense that is that is causing them to lose games, you know? They're 18th in the league in offensive rating. Yeah, they're 23rd in points per game, but I feel like most people are judging... I mean, because like because of how much pace factors into it. I feel like most yeah, yeah, of judging. course. So, of like, course. so, like, they're, they're 18th. I mean, and, and again, like, this is what, I don't know if we talked about it on one of the earlier episodes I was on, but people had to have known this was coming with the Celtics, right? Like, Kyrie is the leader of the team, and he is probably one of, I mean, well, he is definitely, like, one of the go-to veterans, and he's, like, really young. This team is really, really young. Like, yeah. depending on, on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is great, because they're great players, but... Like, the the rookie wall, like, isn't, like, name that because it's not a thing. Like, it's a thing, it's right? A thing. And so that is definitely going to show up on right. defense, but it's also going to show up on offense. And I think, like, I, I don't think when they started off, whatever, what were they, like, 18 and 4, and four something, or something? something like I was going to say 18 and 5 or something. Yeah. I don't think anybody should have expected that to have continued. And I think this is what, what is late January, early February, I think this is about where I would have expected, if you had asked me, like, in October, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if somebody was going to hit a wall, it was going to be those two guys, and that's a really 
core piece of their team because sure. Gordon Hayward went down. Yeah, poor Gordon Hayward. And uh, he's shooting now. That's so. what I was going to say. I thought I'm getting some shots up. Yeah, there. getting some shots up. Staples. So, we'll, you know, we'll see uh, if he... I, I don't see him making an appearance in the playoffs. I was talking to Locked On Wolves host Colton Molesky yesterday, and he thinks he might have a chance. But, you know, I just... I don't see it being worthwhile. Yeah, I don't them. get why you would. Yeah. Uh, it's just... You know, unless they see something that we don't... You know, that we just don't see. But the Celtics... Uh, also lost to the Philadelphia 76ers and a bad team in the Orlando Magic. Granted, it was a 1 p.m. Eastern game, and those definitely mess with good teams, those matinee games. But you can't be losing to the Magic and, and you know, I mean, well, obviously... Let Kuzma rip their throats out. Yeah. And Staples on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely love Kyle Kuzma, though. I Kyle mean, Kuzma's he, a great he ate guy. him alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not uh, see most of that game, but then they did beat the Clippers, and that was a fun game to watch. Uh, well, the Clippers more healthy than they've been in a long time. And the Celtics put up 113 points, which is not something that they're really apt to do. So that was a, an offensive mini-explosion for them. Uh, but I think what we're going to see is really them try to, like you say, muck it up in the in, in the paint and slow the game down. And I don't think that they're going to try to you know, run with the Warriors too much. Tonight. I just, I just wonder if you can do that though. Like, I don't know. Like, I, well, I, I mean, Kyrie can pound the rock for days. Yeah, but eventually you got to have somewhere to go, right? right? And and you're probably not gonna have Steph on on Kyrie. It's probably going to be somebody else. It might even be Clay on him. You're just gonna funnel him into Kevin Durant. Who? What is? What is he in blocks now? Is he third, is he, second, or third? Yeah, I mean, he's like top, that. two I mean, point something blocks a game. Again, I I don't think we've like said enough about how absurd it is that somebody with his offensive pedigree and and like responsibility mm. is now and again, Golden State's taking a, a step back on defense compared to the their other uh, well, even just their other title seasons, let alone the seventy three win win team. But still, you go from, from ex, you know, we're expecting him to put up close to 30 points a night. Mm-hmm. You're expecting him to guard on the perimeter. Like, the uh, the other t- the other teams, if it's not their best player, it's their best, like, big guy. Like, yeah, yeah. And now he's also top five in blocks. Special. It's absurd Special. that they get to play with this guy and yeah. Steph and, and he, you know, he can guard people on the perimeter. He can, like, move with people. His feet are so fleet-footed for him to be such a long and rangy guy, you know? I was watching, and I've, I, it's going to bother me because now I don't remember who he's guarding. But he's essentially standing at, a, at about equivalent to the top of the key on, on the right wing. And is the guy he's guarding, I think this is a game against the Clippers, maybe, is standing just outside the three-point line. He's giving him enough space that he's daring him to shoot because he doesn't want... But, but like, backing enough so if he drives, he'll be right there. Mm-hmm. He takes one step, puts up his left hand, and it's a block that goes the other way for a fast break dunk. Mm, take a drink, people. Take it's a drink. It's not fair. <laughs> this guy's, like, nine feet long, right, when he's, like, jumping through the air. Like, it's just, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. And, and so I don't know, like, what you, if you're Boston, like, again, like, slowing, like, grinding the game down, like, yeah, I think it, it does, like, help them get out of their rhythm, but you still have to create something on offense, right? Yeah, like you do. And who are those, like, are you, you're, you know, I'm assuming a lot of pick and pops between um, 
Kyrie and Al Horford, uh, you know, some motion in the back to get shooters open like Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart's going to hit a bunch of shots because he always does against the Warriors. And other than that, you know, I don't know. I mean, Jalen Brown is a special, special player. And if he can dig something out of himself for this game, then they might have a chance. I, I just, I really think, like, if if the Celtics have any shot at this at all, it's, it's going to be about defense. And mm-hmm. it's going to be about, like, just real, I mean... I don't even, like, first of all, you have to create a lot of turnovers, I think, and get yeah. a lot of stuff going the other way in transition. Try to get guys like Brown and Tatum out in transition and running. Even, not even if it doesn't have to be, like, dunks or anything. Just, so you want them to run with the Warriors? I, I don't, I, I want them you, to. To run smartly. Yeah, I want them to force turnovers. I don't want, like, I don't think you should necessarily be running, like, after made baskets. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you should necessarily be running after misses, depending on what kind of miss it is. Because, mm-hmm. I, again, I think getting into a track meet with this team is, like, really dangerous, right? Yeah. Like, Houston has found that they can sometimes do it. And Houston is, like, after the Warriors, like, the ne- next best team at doing this. And even they, like, they're only sometimes okay right. with doing that. I, I don't think, but I do think... With guys like Tatum, with guys like Brown, like you do have long wings. With guys like Smart, who's one of the better guard defenders in the league. Like, yeah, yeah, you should be trying to force a lot of turnovers, just because you need those. You need those buckets. You need like points off of turnovers. You need fast break points against and, a team like the Warriors. Then you can't allow them to have fast break points as well. And then I guess in the last game, insane. And then I guess you just you just say let Durant do whatever he wants, and we're just gonna keep Clay and, and Curry from hurting you. You don't because you don't have anybody on the roster that can guard Kevin Durant. Nope. Does anybody besides this this side of LeBron? You know, like really? m- like maybe Giannis, Giannis two years from now. Mm-hmm. Kawhi, if he was actually healthy. Kawhi, yeah, absolutely. But there we're it's coming up on many. the end of the list. There's yeah. nobody like the the person I would imagine it's going to have to be is. Like Marcus Morris, mm. maybe for stretches of time. Like mm-hmm. I don't, or you might I mean, see Horford on him, like Tate, a little Tate, bit. Tatum might be able to hang with him a little bit. You think? I mean, if you're Kerr, then I just I run everything through the post. Then yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but that's He's about like his... seven two. Yeah, Kevin Durant is the original unicorn. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, that's about as much time as we have to devote to this Celtics matchup. Should be a really, really great game. Uh, I definitely want to do some shout outs. You can find my work on Forbes.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, uh, iOS, Google Play, Spotify, all of that jazz. And LockedOnWarriors.com is available as well. You can find me on Twitter at Kojitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E. You can find Miles on Twitter at Black and Outside. You can email me at AlicoCarter11 at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments. You just want to chop it up about basketball. And Miles also has a a podcast called The Basketball Court, which you should definitely check out because it what does it do, Miles? It takes interesting subjects, and if they had done it a different way. It happened differently. If, like Kevin Durant says, Portland hadn't picked him, or had, excuse me, picked him, instead of skipping over him. That was actually our very first episode. Oh, that was exciting. And you recently did an episode, What If Minnesota Actually Picked Stephen Curry. There may or may not be another episode very uh, shortly upcoming on the horizon. All right, on the horizon, another episode of Maybe. 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 Who knows? (laughs) Of the basketball court. And check in with me on Monday. It's going to be a new week, almost a new month. Very exciting. And we are going to talk hoops. Stay thoughtful, hoops heads.
Hey, Bay Area sports fans. This is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.